0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening, welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of Scotland's make or break Euros meeting with Croatia Billy Gilmore's tested positive for Covid and won't feature at Hamden No other close contacts have been identified So everyone else should be available And Stevie Clark's side could be doing with some favours from elsewhere To ensure a win tomorrow is enough to progress What a cast we've got for you tonight We've got Gary Caldwell, former Scotland international Scotland managerial legend The last man to take us to an international National tournament before last week in Craig Brown and Alex Ray joins us as always on a Monday night. Just another quiet couple of hours coming up, Alex. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. God, on the eve of one of our biggest games for a long time, I've got an opportunity to go through if we get a positive result against Croatia. Now, obviously disappointed that uh, Billy Gilmore, who's tested positive for COVID as well. There's a lot of positivity on the back of the England performance, Gordon. So you know that every right going into this with confidence. Uh, Gary, how are you feeling about it? It's been a roller coaster already from the last time we saw you we were we were all down on Monday when we finished the show then the positivity started creeping back in towards the end of the week brilliant performance and result at Wembley and now here we are yeah incredible it's I suppose Scotland were never going to do it easy <laughs> we were never going to you know win the first game get a point and then qualify comfortably uh, I thought the performance was outstanding on Friday night really did I thought not just in terms of bravery against the ball, bravery on the ball. Uh, it was one of the best displays I've seen from a Scotland team for a number of years. And it's gave us that positivity. Now we have to carry that through. It's a different challenge uh, in a game that you must go and win. And it's a challenge I'm, I'm sure these players are up for. Craig, great to have you with us. And now eventually, after all these years, people like me will stop using the Craig Brown and then the subtitle, the last man to take Scotland to a major international tour. I'm sure you don't mind passing the baton on. No, I'm delighted, actually. And first of all, can I thank you for my invitation here? I'm, I'm privileged to be here and I'm delighted to see the way the team's playing just now. I think in the, the years gone by, and, and Gary was involved, that quite a lot of bad luck has befallen Scotland. You know, we've had... Great attempts to get to qualification into tournaments and various very, very good managers and yet we've not made it. Now, why have we not made it? And obviously, I think bad luck has been a major contributory factor. If we had a wee break in the ball in some of these games, we would certainly have been before now. But we're there now. We're under great management, I think, and the team is superb. I thought that, too, I totally agree with what Gary just said there. Totally agree with the performance against England was mm. impressive, really impressive. 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight Craig Brown, Gary Caldwell, Alex Ray, and let them know how you're feeling on a purely football sense. This is as exciting and tense and nervous as it gets tomorrow. We need to beat Croatia at hand and to have any hope of progressing. So how are you feeling about that? Are you still buoyed from the better performance at Wembley? But of course, the big news today is that whatever happens tomorrow, it's going to be done without Billy Gilmore, man of the match at Wembley. And now he's tested positive for COVID and won't feature at hand. And it goes without saying, first and foremost, the priority is, is wishing him yeah. well. Led to believe he is fine uh, in relative terms. You know, he's not struggling too much with the effects of it or anything like that. But he has tested positive and he won't feature. I mean, Alex... That genuinely was one of those When I saw that on social media today I had to do the old double check You know, is that is this some sort of spoof account I'm reading here 
Talk about typically Scottish You come in and make your man of the match performance at Wembley And then this It's been quite an incredible few hours Yeah without doubt I was actually uh, kind of Desperate for the boy to get that opportunity He took it brilliantly Gordon I've, I've been saying for a long time And I think anybody that knows the game Can see the potential this guy's got And even the p- performance he put in the other night Was, was immense for his first uh, international And for me It's a real blow I did exactly the same as you I thought somebody's at that here You know For that to take a break this afternoon It's a bit of a blow Because I think uh, It's fair to say He would most certainly have started Tomorrow night I think Steve Clark would more or less Had his uh, team in mind and he just has to jig it about a little bit Whether he puts mm-hmm. McTominay into the middle of the park And he maybe puts Henry or, or even Declan Gallagher Someone like that at the back uh, And just go with the back three But whatever happens tomorrow Gordon They'll have to hit the same levels Because Croatia are no mugs I know they're not uh, kind of the, the team they were four years ago But they still get real quality throughout their squad Gary, huge blow for him first and foremost That's obviously the priority And then for Stevie Clark, For the players, for the fans It's just uh, It's a real shame And I suppose we always had to prepare ourselves that this tournament could be impacted mm. in some way by the COVID situation. But it, yeah, it was a, a real hammer blow. It is, yeah, and like we said, fingers crossed he's he's feeling okay and, and gets better soon. I, I think he was outstanding on Friday night, along with the rest of the team. His composure and possession is... I, I don't think we've seen the likes from a Scotland player to produce that amount of composure at Wembley against England you know I've not seen a Scotland play that do that for a number of years you probably need to go back to kind of John Collins type uh, performance I don't think it's a massive blow in a sense that for a young player to produce that performance in an emotional night at Wembley and produce that on, on a Tuesday just after I think we're asking a lot of the boy I think he'll be a Scotland star for a number of years but in terms to do it back to back would have been a challenge for him uh, I'm sure he would have started the game regardless yep. of that uh, but I think it would have been worse if we'd lost like a Tierney or Robertson him again I, I think and and I, I must say I've said it a lot to, to friends I thought Callum McGregor was outstanding he was brilliant wasn't he yep. you know and I, I get Billy's going to get the plaudits he's a 20 year old but the guys round about him McGregor, McGinn O'Donnell produced, you know, a performance of a lifetime for me. He was he was absolutely outstanding. So they guys, although they're they're older, they deserve credit and you know, it will be a loss, but I think we can we can cope with it. Gary, did you not think the partnership with uh, Gilmore and uh, McGregor worked really well because they dovetailed mm. for each other and they were very comfortable and I think at international level and Craig will be able to tell us to get a hold of the ball so important in A games because mm. it gets you going right. It's it gives bravery, you a yeah, the absolutely. bravery, the composure, but the, the work ethic from McGinn McGregor to get across It looked like They, they wanted to keep Donald and he, O'Donnell in his slot To deal with Sterling So the three midfielders Had to do a power of work Getting across the pitch To deal with mm-hmm. uh, Shaw To get across And double up on on uh, Sterling with O'Donnell and, and the work ethic For the three of them Was outstanding Craig I'm glad you're here Because you'll be the best Placed person to, to answer this Have we have we done something to upset the football and gods at some point? <laughs> well, I was just going to... I mean, seriously. <laughs> I was going to bring that point up because you know, I was involved in three World Cups with Scotland and on each occasion our best player called off. That was at selection time. Then we're going to play... Who were the they, first... Who were the, who were the who players? Were they? Well, we go to, I go to Mexico and the staff with Alec Ferguson who calls off our best player, Kenny Douglish. Wow. Doesn't he go, right? We go to... Italy, Andy Rocks was in charge and I'm the assistant in Italy arguably our best player that season in Scotland, Davy Cooper injured, couldn't go the other one that was injured for that was John Robertson we robo, it was mm-hmm. playing very well at Hearts 
So we lost two for that one. Then I've got the team and we go to France in the World Cup. Arguably our best player, Gary McAllister, mm. injured, calls off. So there's three. Then the opening game of this tournament, Tierney has been yep. outstanding for Scotland. Magnificent, in fact. He calls off and now here's the young lad. <laughs> I mean, we're bedeviled by misfortune, I'm telling you, because, you know, I, I was talking about the manager's been unlucky not getting qualification mm-hmm. before now. But when you think about it, they've been desperately unlucky there with these guys not being able to go. And here we've got uh, young Gilmer now. Yeah. So Tierney, the first game against the Czech. Now, uh, after a great game against England, mm-hmm. the young lad now, that, that was a very good point. I think it was Alec made, one of the lads there, he made the point that to ask him to do it twice in a few days is asking a lot of a young fellow like that. And I was saying that when you know when we were fortunate enough to go down and play England in the second leg of the playoff, the best player in the park was the youngest player in the park. When they were asking, can we put Gilmer in? I said, of course you can put Gilmer in. Because the best player in the park was Barry Ferguson, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Now listen to the England midfield, Beckham, Scholes, Ince and Redknapp. Now, they're, Not and, bad. And, and, <laughs> and they've got Shearer and they've got Michael on. I mean, they had a fantastic team, the England team, and the outstanding on that pitch at Wembley was 20, he was 20 year old, mm-hmm. Barry Ferguson. Yeah. Now, I think when, when they were saying, do you think you can put Gilmer in? I said, why not? You know, you can't. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to do it again, though. I think Aye, in football, right. Absolutely the, the right. challenge is that the Correct. England game was, I'm not saying it's an easy game, but it's, you know, it's a, it's an, a win-win really You go in You just yeah. have a go Whereas to recreate that Four right. days later It's tough okay. He's full, oh. of a, he full of adrenaline When he goes to England 01419511025 So give us all your thoughts The Billy Gilmore situation Clearly w- looking forward It's about how do we We fix it You know the game yeah. goes ahead As far as uh, You know it certainly looks like Everyone else is available So Does Scott McTominay Go back into midfield Does just a Stuart Armstrong A David Turnbull A John Fleck Come in as as a like for like You tell us Pick up the phone And give us all your thoughts tonight Geoffrey was first through Geoffrey what did you make of that When you saw the news earlier Um, A bit shocked Um, I'm still amazed how If the players are in a a so-called bubble How One player can get it Um, But I've been listening to What Craig Brown is saying and, and I'm glad to hear from him um, I just want to say that I was in France in 96 uh, no 98 um, I was at the Brazil game and what a game that was um, we, were, we were unlucky not to beat Brazil anyway uh, to get back to the point I thought Gilmer had a great game a great game on Friday night and as um, the panel has been saying he might not have played tomorrow night because it would have been too much for him and I wish him all the best anyway, and I hope he gets well soon. Um, I would put uh, Christie in, uh, in in that position um, instead of uh, Gilmore. Um, maybe bring Armstrong on if we need him. Um, I watched the Croatia game on Friday, just before the England game. They're not as good as they were, but they're still a good team. If you play as good... Um, um, tomorrow night as we did on Friday with a commitment I think we could do something I certainly hope you're right just in terms of the, the facts if you like Geoffrey mentions about you know, no other players being identified as as close contacts so the Scottish FA they issued a statement saying that they've liaised with Public Health England since the positive test and Billy will now self-isolate for 10 days so essentially it's kind of up to Public Health England they're, they're the ones that you know you have the discussion 
with the various pieces of evidence will be put forward. Um, I know there's been a lot of speculation, and you know what, what social media is like. And there was a video on Instagram of Andy Robertson playing table tennis with Billy Gilmore in the vicinity. But bearing in mind the guys were in England, so there is a one meter social distancing requirement. Now to breach that You have to be within the one metre For a period of 15 minutes or more So basically The, the Scottish FA are confident Everything's been Covered in that respect Public Health England Clearly agree And and that's where we're at Craig will tell you At these tournaments You're usually rooming with someone and, and you're stuck with them For a couple of weeks But because of Covid at the moment The players are all rooming on their own To you know to, to limit these types of things And in that respect if any good can come from this It's good news that there are no other close contacts Yeah without doubt I've seen social media today as well Gordon And there's been a suggestion That how can there not be mm. in contact with other people But uh, as you say health, uh, Public, England, health, England, public yeah. health England Have looked at all the evidence They have made a decision And thankfully for us It's just Billy Gilmore Because the last thing you would need is, is In our four or five players Because as, as the big guy says there uh, there's every chance that you know if you were some of the key Robertson Tierney and that then you're really up against it because this is such a big uh, game for uh, everyone concerned uh, with the national team and we need all our big hitters uh, tomorrow night and we need them to be at the top of our game Now the English FA say that Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell are self-isolating after coming into contact with Billy Gilmore on Friday that's just breaking You would have seen them Kind of hugging after the game Which again This is where we, we, we shouldn't pretend To be able to judge these things It's not our area of expertise If we even have one um, But you know, I, I assume that they would be fine Because it's not Anywhere near 15 minutes um, And it was outdoors All the rest of it But but there we go Wow so, Nobody got near Billy Gilmore Never yeah. mind <laughs> That was after the game yeah, I think it was a friendly cuddle that was after the game That was as close <laughs> as they got You're right But um, yeah as it stands All other 25 players In the Scotland squad Trained And another thing Which is important Because remember Without opening up A whole different debate That Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Doesn't need They feel slightly differently About these things in England As we do in Scotland At the moment The team are based in England right. And another Contributory factor Was that all the rest of the players took an, a precautionary lateral flow test immediately after training. They all come back negative and, and that helps as well. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. So let's hear a bit from Stevie Clark because I, I said he was doing his press at the moment. He says Billy Gilmore is upset at missing the game tomorrow. He says it's been a minor disruption but he's just urging someone else to come in and make themselves a national hero. Obviously he's, he's upset as you would expect. Uh, asymptomatic, no, no symptoms. So hopefully he's helpful. I'll hold up. You won't have too many symptoms, uh, and you'll get back to playing as quickly as possible. Uh, obviously, a blow for us in, in terms of the team, but a chance for someone else. Today's training was a little bit disrupted, but the bulk of the work's been done over the over the pre-camp, over the the training days earlier in the tournament. So we, we've done the bulk of the work. I think you you saw for yourself the, the team know exactly what they're doing. When they get to the pitch, both games, the team's been organised. They, they know what they're doing, they know what they have to do. And that will stand us in good stead for the game tomorrow. As long as Spanner throws into the works, mm. Billy would have started the game and now he won't. So it's a chance for someone else to come into the team and, and make themselves a national hero. Let's bring in Craig. Thank you to Jeffrey. Craig, what do you make of today's big development? Well, it's a shot. How are we doing, uh, Gordon and Barrow? Um, listen, I think um, Billy Gilmore was was fantastic, it was tremendous on Friday. Um for us he can I mean he bossed in the middle of that park um against, you know, so called favourites to win this tournament. So um of course it's a blow. 
to to be missing him um, with the COVID. But you know, I'm reticent to say that it's a huge blow because he is still a young up and coming player. There's plenty of players. If there's an area of the park, we're quite fortunate to have a few good players in. It is that midfield area. So um, in that respect, it's not going to hopefully be too costly for us. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, Gary, this is where it's. This has been like this for this whole year, and it's it's horrible, really, because you you swing from the health issue, which is hoping everything's fine, and that's the most serious thing, and then you, you instantly have to get into football mode and talk about how does it impact the team. If there was an area of the pitch where we could probably deal with a, a, a call off or a, a, someone not being available, it, it would be the midfield, you would think. Yeah, I think it is. I think we've said for a number of months it's the the strongest area of the pitch. F- for me. In this game, I'd bring McTominay back into the middle and, and give us that physicality, the power, uh, get people round about Modric. He's a fantastic football player, but he, he doesn't like running. He, he probably didn't like running at his peak, and now as he's got older, he, he doesn't in, enjoy that. And I, I could see him again, McTominay, McGregor, round about him, you know, playing as well as he did on Friday, giving him lots of problems. And then it's just who, who he puts in at the back. Does he go with Henry? Does he go with Gallagher? There's there's then options there, but I would definitely bring McTominay back in midfield. Craig Stevie Clark, we just heard from him there. He sounds he sounds calm. He always does. He's saying, yeah, it's a blow. He confirmed there that Billy Gilmore would have played the game, but he says someone else just come in and make themselves a hero. Yeah, well, I think he's right. I think he would he would have been quite out in a limb and foolish in the way not to play Gilmore after his performance. I mean, if it didn't go well and he hadn't played Gilmore, my goodness, the abuse would have been unbelievable. So. Quite right, he's a, he's a shrewd operator, uh, Stevie Clanton, a real football guy. If ever there was a guy steeped in football, since ever I've known him as a young lad in the Ayrshire, uh, and I'll give you a, you know, they think he's doer, but I'll give you a great line because when he got the Scotland job, I phoned him, and he knew I lived in here and I worked in here and I had a kind of soft spot for Air United, so I said to him, Stevie, tell me something, now you're with Scotland, that's great, but what was it like being manager of the second best team in Ayrshire? <laughs> you know what he said? The third best, they'd often like Talbot, no beat your mum. <laughs> Remember the beat the uh, air in the cup. Well, right. I mean, he was quick as a flash, uh, Stevie. So he's got the sense of humour. He's actually, you know, if ever the whole family, you know, all his brother, mm-hmm. it's a footballing family, and they're committed to the game of football, and they're steeped in it. So, you know, I think I trust everything he says and everything he does. To be honest, and it's too easy, too easy to be critical. Yeah, on the outside. Uh, to the other Craig on the line. I mean, you sound. I'm not sure if upbeat is, is exactly the right word, Craig But you, you don't sound like you're too down following that news today You think we've still got enough to perhaps do something Yeah, absolutely Listen, you know, of course It's a bonus You you, you hope that, that Billy Gilmore will be okay health-wise um, But Billy Gilmore is always going to be a player for the future um, Anyway, and I think we will see plenty more um, performances like that um, in the years to come for, for Billy Gilmer I've no doubt about that and I think because it is an area of the park we do have so many options and you know it's easier to go right okay it's not you know like when Tierney for example missed the first game you know that that was everybody was like oh no that that's that's a massive blow. and it showed because actually we looked a totally different team with him in that left hand side with Andy Robertson against England uh, they looked so much better than more composed when he's there um, I also think I would like to see a change up front because we need a goal you know there's no two ways about it we can't get through if we don't score and right now we're the only team in the competition without a goal 
um, having had something like 30 attempts. Um, so I would actually like to see Lyndon Dykes drop to the bench for Kevin Nisbet to come in and get a chance to start up front with Jay Adams because it's a partnership. We haven't really tried that much, but I think it's one that can, that can work. Um, you know, I would, yes, obviously bring Dykes on off the bench and, uh, and whatnot, but I genuinely think how many opportunities is, is Lyndon Dykes going to need to get before he scores? I mean, the best opportunities we've had in two games now, other than one for Jay Adams, has, has fell his way. And he's not taking any of them, so I would maybe just change that up. Is it not also is it not also a key part of the way we played at Wembley though as well, Craig? Is that a difficult balance to find? Because uh, take the point, yes, he's not scored, we've not scored, um, but I mean every player the other night performed in a way that you'd expect them to get the the nod again, would you not? Well, I mean, yeah, I get that, I, I do, because obviously look, you're going to Wembley and uh, getting a, a draw with England is is never going to be an easy thing, and they all put in. Tremendous performances um, But you know I do think that there was a goal To be had in that team From from somewhere uh, On Friday night um, There was a goal there for us to get um, We just couldn't break through And I think when you've got a player like Lyndon Dykes The last thing I want to see Because I like Lyndon Dykes I don't want an Owen McDermott situation to occur Where he starts going X, Y amount of games without scoring a goal and people the pressure just gets wrapped up in him and people will get more on his back I mean you see it with McDermott every time he comes on the pitch there's a, a collective groan across the country because people know he's just not going to score OK I'll have to leave it there Craig because we're running late but what I'll do is get Gary, Craig and Alex's thoughts on that right after these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Caldwell, Craig Brown and Alex Ray here reacting to the news that Billy Gilmore has tested positive for COVID won't play for Scotland tomorrow we're hearing from Stevie Clark we're hearing from you most importantly we want to know what you make of it and how do you fix it is it about reshuffling the pack completely do you just bring in another midfielder to take his place or do you move Scott McTominay any other ideas and a bit of breaking news tonight that uh, Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell they're having to isolate for a, a period of time after Coming into contact with Billy Gilmore at the end of the game And I can see lots of you on Twitter saying How can this be? How can they have to isolate? And none of the Scotland players do They are isolating as a precaution Now you remember the six Scotland players Who stayed behind after John Fleck's positive case It was as a precaution Um, Public Health England are the ones who will essentially Judge who is deemed as a close contact or not And as it stands No Scotland players have been deemed as a close contact So um it is entirely possible that Public Health England are in on a mass conspiracy to help Scotland. It seems <laughs> unlikely, though, from, from, where, from, from where I'm standing. Uh, let's bring in Andy on the line. What's your solution to this, Andy? How do you how do you fix how, how do you fill the Billy Gilmore hole in the team? Well, uh, well, listen to the Steve Clark interview there. It, it sounds like it, me personally. I think he was going to go with exactly the same team when yeah. uh, Wembley. Um, Greg Elmore obviously no available now um, so I, I've got a wee solution I, I, I like Armstrong I think Armstrong's a crank player I know he came on to Billy Elmore and all that I would put Turnbull in there right? the, the, the Croatians probably don't know much about Turnbull right? Turnbull was a shining light in a poor Celtic team this year I'm a Rangers man right? but Turnbull was it, it was amazing you know what I mean and, and, and he's got a goal in him as well I mean, looking for goals we have to score a goal tomorrow night um, we haven't a goal yet and 
Nothing in the way for Jay Adams or uh, Lyndon Dykes up front. Now they're uh, two of them are cracking players. But Turnbull, can, he, he's, I mean, most of his goals are off off about have all scored from outside the box kind of thing. You know, he's some shot on him. Um, I would put Turnbull straight in there and just keep the exactly same team, exactly same shape uh, with Turnbull in there. Um, and I think I think we could do it. I really, I really do. You know. Um, I hope you're right. Let, we'll stay on the line, Andy. We'll. we'll... Talk through some of that Let's bring Craig in Craig As a manager generally d- d- Would you prefer to just make One change t- To fix a problem or, or You know Once you start moving other pieces around Is that when it becomes yeah, More you, difficult Yeah you fit the nail I think Andy, Andy's question is right And it's good I would make one change only I would not disturb A very successful setup, And uh, I don't disagree at all With bringing Turnbull into the team because Turnbull in the games I've seen in that I've seen every game Celtic played against Aberdeen and when he came to Celtic and he played against Aberdeen he was excellent mm-hmm. shot a fine goal in one of them and, and you've got to say Turnbull's a possibility without doubt Armstrong's been tried and tested and he's very very mm-hmm. fit and well and he can create openings from midfield with the pace he's got supporting the front so the minimum of disturbance after an excellent mm-hmm. result because you would be criticised enormously if you were to change the team Mm-hmm. Because of one, because of one illness or yeah. one injury, Alex, it's difficult. You can see, you can see the because start of the tournament, Stevie Clark said Scott McTominay's back in midfield for us. He's been yes. he's been too good for Man United. He's back in midfield. Then goes back into back three and was excellent, really, really good. But what would you do first of all? Well, it's very difficult because you want McTominay and Tierney. To go on the ball Because what they get yeah. you are very So you good. think stick with him In the back three Gordon Listen I'm trying to give you A few scenarios here uh, So if you play with him At the back You get the ball mm-hmm. You can step forward I think that's what They've done quite well The other night I think McTominay And that can step forward I think if you have other guys In that centre half area They're not as good on the ball So that's one of the things You have to weigh up Or you put them In the middle of the park Gary talks about The, the legs in there the problem about having Turnbull in there is he would be replacing a sitting, or you know, somebody that kind of dictates. Mm-hmm. He's not that type of guy, Gordon. Now, if you wanted to go with the one with McGregor sitting and then McGinn and, and Turnbull then going and breaking from the middle of the mm-hmm. park, but then you're light, people getting on the ball from a deeper area. So there's an issue there. For me, I would put McTominay in the middle of the park and then put a natural centre half in there because, as, as he said, Steve Clark's going to get any issues about him playing in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. We see him week in, week out, and he's, he's a fine performer there. And we need legs. Mm. See, as Craig says, though, is that is that not essentially t- it's two uh, it's changes yeah, to no, the I, team? I understand. I understand Craig's uh, argument. You n- naturally you would actually try to move one, and mm-hmm. that's it. But you're trying to figure out what's the best thing, and you have to assess the opposition, Gordon. You know, because these are these are no mugs. Do you no. want McTominay to get close to Modric? And well, well, it's not just Modric. You know, you're looking for him to get closer to all of them because technically they're very good, mm-hmm. Gordon. And the one thing you need in the middle of the parts legs, and you also have to. Uh, one of the things, and I think we went back to one of the uh, games a couple of weeks ago. Turnbull dropped a runner So it's You know He's not a natural game To actually Go switch on Defensively So middle to front I've been raving about this boy For a long time I think he's been one of the Standout young players this season I'm, I'm so pleased He's actually at the tournament But to replace Gilmore I don't think it's like for like Gary if you were looking for someone Who was As comfortable on the ball As Billy Gilmore Turnbull might be the closest That we've got Out of the subs But as Alex says There's more to what Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor did How do you fix it? I think Alex hit the nail on the head and it's the midfield setup against uh, Czech Republic we played a one and two so we played McTominay with uh, McGinn and Armstrong ahead at, at Wembley we played two sitters and Gilmore and McGregor with McGinn ahead 
And I think we look a better team I don't think we have a defensive midfielder That's good enough physically Good enough on the ball To, to sit there himself and dominate the game himself We need to uh, Call pivots But two, two deep yeah. midfield players Who can control the game from behind That frees up John McGinn in my opinion And he can go and roam He can run about He, he gets back in and does the defensive side I, I get that it's two changes But it's actually, if you go mm-hmm. the other way, you're changing the shape of a team that, that played extremely well at Wembley. So I, I would go with that with the two sitters, McTominay and McGregor. And I'd bring Jack Henry in because I think he's he's as good a football player as, as McTominay. He's a natural centre-back. He's got pace. We're going to have to chase this game possibly at some point and we might need some pace at the back. Hanley Henry could stay as Tierney gambles more and, and we've got that pace to mm. deal with counter-attack. Andy, what do you think? The guys are not quite convinced. Craig's convinced about your Turnbull shout. The other two have outvoted him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the first game against the Czech Republic, I, I phoned the show after it. Um, and I think it was a good performance. It was a bad result, but it was a good performance. And with 19 shots, was it 19 shots in goal or 19 shots in target? I, don't, I can't remember. But, and we obviously can convert it, right? I quite agree with... Um, uh, thing that, 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 I can't remember his name. <laughs> I don't even um, know which one it was either. Don't worry. I know we're talking about McGinn. McGinn's our top scorer. If I'm no, if I'm, I think he's yeah, one yeah, of the top. It will be under Stevie now. Clark, yeah. Yeah, yeah, under Stevie Clark. So, so I mean, but why change? Uh, not a winning formula, but a good, a good formula. It, it, I mean, and Croatia to me was a poor team against England. They were a poor team in the first half against Czech Republic. Um, they were a bit better in the second half against the Czech Republic at Hamden. Um, they're an aging team. Um, Modric is, to me, he's a good player, but he's a spent force, right? Oh, so careful. I think a bit of See if this comes back to haunt us, Andy. Goods are understatement. I mean, I know, I know they're going to laugh at me saying that. He's a spent force, right? He's 35, 36 year old, right? He's a spent force, right? Um, to, and to me, they don't know anything about Turnbull. I think Turnbull in that midfield, we just just slotting straight in where where Billy Gilmore was there, and mm. he shots outside the goal and things like that. I think we need goals. We need a, at least a goal, right? Maybe possibly maybe need two. The, the way the results went last night with Switzerland and things like that. So I've, let's just win the game and, and see where it goes for there, right? But we definitely need a goal up. You know, and, and don't get me don't started. Don't, don't get me started these permutations. <laughs> we, were trying, we were trying to go through Andy, a break. Andy, Andy, what you can do you, as a manager, you can overthink it, right? Yeah. We've got a player who's not able to play. There's a young, another young guy plays in a similar position, plays very well. Why are we overthinking it and trying to be mm. fancy done things in the team here? Just. Put, well, I'm not saying necessarily Turnbull, but put someone in just there straight just, in. Well, just to replace the man. Now the shape of the team was excellent, mm. the composition mm-hmm. of the team was excellent, and w- with the the big fella uh, McTominay at the back, it, it looked very yeah. very good. We've got a, a goal scorer. We, we don't get the goals up front. We've got mm-hmm. the best midfield goal scorer around, and that's McGinn. Yeah. McGinn has scored ten goals for Scotland in thirty games. Yeah. Now that's a Kenny Dalglish ratio. Douglas had 100 games 102 30. He scored 30 goals mm. Look at the same ratio John McGinn yep. has that Now John McGinn Push him a little bit forward there And, and encourage him mm. to go forward And take a chance And you're going to get goals from him So I mean I don't think We need to overthink the situation And I've been guilty mm. of it myself You know you, you sit and you pick it And you, 
try it and you know, we'll do this and we'll do that. And then you go back to the original thought you had, which is the most simple right one. one. Aye, the your instinct. You aye, have to exactly. go on your instinct. Right, Gary's right. Your instinct, you, you've, you've got an instinctive feeling about something and you go with it. And then you overthink and then you talk to this colleague and that colleague. And you, you, and you were right all along. That's the way. Nah, well, I'm not saying you were right, but you go back to your original thought. Yeah. Now, I may be wrong and I'm not saying I'm right. Far from it. But, you know, if you've got an excellent performance such as we had, why disturb that? Yeah. The minimum disturbance. Brilliant, thank you, Andy. Andy's in the hat, just like every other caller who makes it on air tonight. Goes into the draw to win a retro Scotland top, thanks to Greaves Sports. Let's hear a bit more from Stevie Clark. He's literally just been doing his his media conference, so this is um, brand new. Uh, he says it's not his job to know why no other players have been asked to self-isolate. He's also calling on the Tartan Army to give the team the backing from the first whistle to the last. Not my department. My job is to prepare the team for the game. I'm concentrating on that. Uh, the medical, the medical team I've got around me are, are good people. They they deal with that side of the the issue, and I'll just get ready for the game. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Twelve and a half thousand will be crammed in. There'll be plenty of space in the stadium. But if they can make if they can make half the noise that the the two and a half or the three thousand odd su- supporters did at Wembley, then it'd be a great atmosphere. What I would say to the Tartan Army is, we need your backing from the first minute to the ninety fifth minute. We need you all the way. Sometimes in a game, things go against you. Uh, that's when you need when you need the crowd more than anything. So hopefully they'll get right behind us from the first to the last minute, and hopefully everybody leaves the stadium with a big smile on their face. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get your calls in. We could be speaking to you next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell, Craig Brown and Alex Ray all here All reacting to the Billy Gilmore news And looking ahead to the big game tomorrow Elsewhere, Macedonia, North Macedonia nil, Netherlands 3 I mean, th- think what we did to the Netherlands in the warm-up game Seriously Battered them We've obviously shocked them into Life uh, And uh, they've, they've upped their game a bit They're 3-0 up uh, against North Macedonia Perhaps more crucially this is a bit we're all going to fall asleep or start shouting at the radio. Ukraine nil, Austria one. Now that's a good result for Scotland. We need one of those sides to win the game. Don't really care which one, but we need one of them to win. Incidentally, a draw actually suits both of these sides. So you, the cynics out there might think that they could have carved something up and played out a draw, but at the moment... Oh, as, as, as Ukraine go very close <laughs> At the moment Austria are one up right And that's good for Scotland Because remember there's going to be a bit of a race on To get these best third place spots So we need one of these to lose essentially And at the moment Ukraine are losing We could also do with later on um, We could do with Finland or Russia Finland getting beat by losing Belgium, Belgium. Result, that, yeah. That's what we need And then there's a couple of others later on in the week Please Craig's told us earlier on That we're cursed as a footballing nation If we finish on four <laughs> no, points <laughs> And don't go through Shut the lights off Seriously well, Listen Regardless of what happens tonight We still have to go about our business tomorrow night So it's a must win uh, Let's bring in Chris in Aloha Chris how are you tonight? Good guys how are you all? Yeah all good Can't complain What are you thinking then ahead of tomorrow? I'm just um, uh, I just I, I agree with uh, Craig Brown and slightly disagree with Gary and Alex um, just on the point of, of changing McTominay into midfield I think there's a bigger uh, issue with putting McTominay into midfield and taking him out at right centre-back because I think he's probably the key to why O'Donnell played so well against England because I just noticed O'Donnell's picking the ball up far further up the pitch when McTominay plays at right centre-back 
his delivery is better, whether that's a direct ball to midfield and a flick on to Donald picking the ball up further up the pitch. Um, I, I think O'Donnell played well against England and not so well against the Czechs. Even though I didn't think he had a bad game against the Czechs, I felt he was picking the ball up far deeper and had played a, a much more defensive role against the Czechs and he was far more advanced against England. Um, and I think that's massively important because of um, who will be operating in that position against them. And it'll probably be Perisic jumping from both sides. He'll float all over the place. He's definitely their danger man, and I don't think we want him. We want him playing as deep as possible. And I think the further O'Donnell pushes up, the further he'll go back. So I think being slightly aggressive and keeping McTominay at right centre back, going with a straight switch, probably bringing an Armstrong or Turnbull, I don't really mind too, and leaving um, Stephen O'Donnell right centre right back and leaving uh, McTominay right centre back. I think that's the way to go for me, uh, just because and also. As Craig said, it doesn't it doesn't upset a team that played uh, upset a team as much uh, or, uh, that played very well against England um, going into the game tomorrow night. Yeah, what what about that, Gary? As a, as a counter, because you've actually both got me convinced. You know, when you were explaining about the midfield, I thought, yeah, fair enough. That and, and then I wonder if that's specifically about the midfield balance. If it's specifically about that area, then then fair enough. But Chris is talking about. Overall, the full 11, are we not much better? Based on what we've seen this week, are we not much better with McTominay and Tierney as, as part of the back three? No, I don't think so. I think probably about a year ago, people were, were saying it was madness and McTominay... He started we, working though. Steve he played at Serbia as well, didn't he? For, for night playing here. Because he was doing so well at Man United. So I think he's a player that can do both roles equally well. Uh, I just think the physicality in midfield, I think... Croatia are a team that want to dominate the ball, want to dominate the middle of the park. For me, Perisic won't go back with O'Donnell. I think that they'll say, let O'Donnell go. They'll, they'll take their chances with O'Donnell in the final, uh, Croatia's final third and get Perisic in mm. our final third 1v1. So they'll they'll let him go. So I, I would play you know, McTominay in there for the physicality. O'Donnell there to mark Perisic. Don't go forward that much. You know, Play conservative, attack down the left-hand side. Uh, and and I don't think him playing higher up was because of McTominay. It was the mindset. The mindset mm-hmm. of the whole team was different on Friday night. They played with an attitude of we're going to have a go. We're going to play in the front foot, and we didn't see that in the first game enough. So the mindset changed, and I hope that mindset remains for a game that that we must win. I think because it was oh we're going to England. We'll see what we get at Wembley. The players played with a bit of freedom, and I hope they take that freedom into Tuesday night. Craig. Gary's absolutely right. The mindset's important. The mentality that the team has is more important sometimes than the, the actual mm-hmm. choice and the positions. If they've got the right mentality, we're in a winner. And I've got to say, in, in defence, the easiest team to pick is somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're an expert <laughs> somebody else's team. When you haven't got that ultimate responsibility, you mm. can we can sit here and we can just say, we'll do this, we'll do that. The only success for the team that's successful is the team that wins. The correct team mm. is the team that wins. Now, and and I don't think before the game you can determine whether it's going to win or not. Mm. Now, if it wins, you're, oh, you're right. But I've always said, people say, what's your team? I say, well, they're the best team. And what, was, know, what was your, when you set the players out, were your focus on the tactics or was it focus on getting the players in the right frame of mind to, well, to be positive? Well, I think they, they, they knew the tactics. I think they, that was the day before on mm. the training pitch. But it, simply the, the mentality. You, you, you use the right phrase, Gary, mindset. The mindset's vital. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I believed in a, a concentration. You like to see them in that dressing room, not shouting and scoring and doing it the Braveheart stuff, just saying, you're, your mind, you're focusing on what you're going to do in that mm-hmm. game and your near opponent and how you're going to eliminate him. And if you've got that mental, uh, what you say, good conscience and you're going to say, we're going to do this and we're going to do it well, they'll do it well, what, I think. What was, your, what was your biggest... Absentee, uh, you know. I, I was going to say injury. This is illness, which is slightly different. But let's just call it injuries. You mentioned Gary McAllister not being able to go to France '98. Was, am I right in saying did we miss Paul Lambert for the playoff against England did, when Paul Scholes scored twice? Uh, um, Lambert got sorted in a, an old firm game. That's right. George Albert yeah. <laughs> broke his jaw. Now, I I campaigned with the, the Scottish Football League to cancel that game, postpone it rather, Celtic Rangers game. Because it's too hyper a game. Everybody's up for it. And the winning players are going to be high. The losing players are going to be down. And almost half the squad was a combination of Celtic Rangers mm-hmm. players. So I said, can you not just postpone that game? No, they wouldn't postpone it. Now, I think, well, I don't think, I know Lambert would have been marking Scholes. Scholes scored two goals mm-hmm. from midfield. Lambert was a superb man. That was his job in Dortmund. His felt, the manager said, they picked their best player in the opposition your job, Paul, is put him out of the game. Mm. And Lambert told me, come in at half-time, I've not had a kick at the ball. And the manager's saying, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. You know, yeah. and he says, their top player, you know, mm. Lothar Matthias, whoever it is. He's done it against Zidane, didn't he, in the European Cup final. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. What's, what's it like, as a manager then, how important is it to to park that disappointment really quickly and focus on the job at hand? And this is what separates guys like you the guys like me Because I will spend Every waking hour From now until tomorrow Being gutted that Billy Gilmore's not playing For Stevie Clark And for you And Paul Lambert was missing Or for you And Gary McAllister was missing Does the, the day job Just take over And it becomes about Fixing it Well well, we heard We heard this, The Scotland manager Stevie Clark saying Right He's not playing We're disappointed But we'll go on without him mm-hmm. we, He said that in the interview yes, So right. that's the, the mentality It's got to be that And the, this phrase That Gary's used Mindset the players have got to go mm. with the right mindset. They've got to replicate what they did the other night, Gordon, because if they dip below that level, then it's going to become difficult to get the result. I, I understand the merit in putting McTominay at the back. I think when you've got McTominay and Tierney, mm-hmm. you know, because they can, they're so comfortable, they can drive with the ball and then they can go over loads and get picking mm-hmm. uh, passes. And I can see that. I just think when they moving them into the middle of the park and then putting a natural centre half, I don't think there's a big issue. But as, as Craig, as Steve Clark says, Gordon, as soon as you know that he's out, you quickly move on to that next uh, yep. thing, mate, and go to work with the boys. Chris, you make a very good point. It was nice to hear from you. That was Chris in Alloa. Let's bring in Nadim. Right, Nadim, there's a real split here. We, we can't decide whether McTominay <laughs> should stay in the back three or be moved into the Billy Gilmore spot and someone else comes in in defence. What's your take on it? <laughs> um, for me, uh, that's the point I'd made when I phone up and spoke to the producer. Um, you've got to put McTominay in the middle of the park, guys. You, you, you've, got, you've got to play your best team. And I think we'll all admit, um, you've got the panel, especially Craig Brown on the show, is a lot more educated than I am in the football sense, but you know, all, I think we'll all admit McTominay is a better midfielder than he is a centre-half. And I'm not saying he's not a good centre-half, he's done brilliant against England, of course. But you've got to play your best team, especially when you need to get a result. You need to beat Croatia probably 2-0 um, to go through. So you've got to play your best team. Just to, just to test that theory in the team, right? Because that, you're right, I hear that as well. And you've just said because he's a better midfielder than he is a defender. But there's also another phrase which says get your 11 best players on the pitch which could see Scott McTominay playing defence and then that makes room for a Stuart Armstrong or a David Turnbull or whatever. I, I, I get that Gordon but, he, but he's, he's never going to play as good in defence as he is in midfield. 
So you've got to play your best players in, in their best position, in their most natural position. You wouldn't play. If, I mean, back to, to, to Craig Brown's team. You wouldn't play. You wouldn't have played Colin Henry in the midfield, would you? Would, would, would never, would never would have happened. You've got to play your best players in their best and most natural positions because they're all, they're automatically going to play better and feel more natural in that position. And hopefully that that will resonate through the team and, and you go on to to get a good result. You've got to play McTominay in the middle of the park uh, See I, I get that That's the thing that, that makes perfect sense Here's The only stumbling block Craig is Some of Maybe all of Scott McTominay's best games for Scotland Have been as Has been as a defender So Are we doing him a disservice? Yeah I know he'll never be Officially a central defender But Look at Wembley the other night Look at Serbia his, Some of his best games have been Yeah a player's a player you know, I would put Gary Caldwell in midfield And I'd put I like Oh, like steady. Half. steady. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, if I had, <laughs> if, if, if I had to, I would put them because they're players. They're very, very good players. Now a player can adjust and adapt, and I think you know they have a preference. Most players obviously have a preference, and they're more comfortable somewhere else. But I'm quite certain that McTominay is. A, and listen, we've got to trust the Scotland manager, who's never been faulted in anything he's done so far in charge of this team. So if he thinks McTominay's the man to play from the back, I would trust that implicitly. I, I did play midfield occasionally for Stop Scotland. It. Stop and, it. And <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I'm saying it. A, a funny story, Gordon Strachan played me at Old Trafford in the Champions League and I think this is the key to it. It's every game is different and you need specific players, profile players mm-hmm. for each game. He put me in there because Berbatov liked to drop yeah. and when he dropped he needed somebody to be near him to stop him. And I, we lost 3 0 in the game. But Many did score. Many did score. <laughs> he never got a kick. But funny, I, right. I did do okay. And, and well, Gordon Strachan thought it was brilliant every game. So he said after the game, You were brilliant. If you can play at Old Trafford in midfield, you can play it anywhere. And we went to St Mirren on the, the sat- Sunday at Love Street. And you couldn't handle Andy Dorman. We played, and I was horrendous. <laughs> and Sean Maloney always to this day still says, you can play anywhere apart from Love Street. <laughs> <laughs> but each game is different. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there, Nadim. It was nice to speak to you. You go into the draw for that retro Scotland top as well. That takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball. If you come on here and answer more questions right than Gary Caldwell or Alex Ray, I'm going to let Craig Brown sit in the middle and judge you two to see how bad you are at it, right? 01419511025. You need to get your call in before seven o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the second hour of tonight's show, Gary Caldwell, Craig Brown, and Alex Ray are in the studio. As you would expect, it's all about tomorrow. Scotland against Croatia. Now, Austria have beaten the Ukraine, which was a very welcome result for us. Now, we just need Belgium to beat Finland tonight. Surely that'll happen. And any win against Croatia tomorrow will do. We're there. Yeah. Listen, Home we were, host. We were right. telling you that in the first break that it was going to happen. Your yes, nerves were kicking you, in. You had me worried for 10 seconds. <laughs> Let's just hope Finland don't produce a shock tonight. Belgium beat them and then we're looking... Well, listen, we still need to win the game, of course, but it would be nice to at least know that 
uh, going into it Right, keep your calls coming Billy Gilmore, how do we plug the gap vacated by him? There's a bit of a debate going here I'm not sure we've reached any conclusion yet Does Scott McTominay stay in defence? Does he play in midfield? Is it Armstrong? Is it Turnbull? You decide Pick up the phone and let us know Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. We were just spending the break explaining what Beat the Pundit is to Craig Brown, and he's about to find out. Uh, talk about a confidence booster, right? Ross and Lanark has come through to play tonight, and he's never played before, and he says he wants to play Gary Caldwell. Your reputation obviously goes before you, Gary. What, what can I say? 50% win ratio. It's not great, is it? Better than my manager's one So it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross how's it going? Not bad how are you guys? Not too bad at all Ross Not bad at all Are you looking forward to tomorrow? Aye yep Aye Aye Hopefully Can get a victory And see us through to the next round If you could only get one victory Between tonight and tomorrow You'd go for beat the pundit though wouldn't you? No, Scotland Ah, quite right, good I was just testing you I'm glad you've got your priorities In the right order Well, don't say that The guy's just spent the We must have a backlog The pundits must be doing terribly Because you three have just had to sign About 15 balls here <laughs> uh, To give away So Here's the way it works, Ross As I'm sure you know if you've listened I'll toss the coin If it's heads, you play Gary Caldwell And if it's tails You play Alex Ray So let's see what we've got And he's not got his wish It's tails It's Alex Ray Against Ross from Lanark So I'm going to give Alex Ray something else in his headphones So that he can't hear you He's giving me the thumbs up Okie doke, right Ross, 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with Alex And you can pass That's all we need to know You ready? Yep, I do Let's go, 30 seconds Time starts now Beat the pundit It helps if I press the right button Your time starts now Name the only side Ian McCall has managed twice Which stadium's got a higher capacity? Easter Road or Pataudry? Easter Road Who's the current Italy manager? Uh, Roberto Mancini Name any current Scottish Premiership manager Who didn't play in Scotland uh, Pass Name any Scotland player Who's played every minute Of the Euros so far David Marshall Jack Gurr Has signed for which Scottish Premiership side This week Aberdeen Okay Good knowledge right Alex Ray Can you hear us? I'm just looking at Big Gazzy's face to see if this geezer was any good, but he's not non-expressive. Nope, giving nothing away. You ready? Same set of questions to then. you. Thirty seconds. Your time starts now. Name the only side Ian McCall has managed twice. Partick Thistle. Which stadium has a higher capacity, Pataudry or Easter Road? Pataudry. Who is the current Italy manager? Uh, Mancini. Uh, name any current Scottish Premiership manager who didn't play in Scotland. Steve uh, Gerrard. <laughs> name any Scotland player who's played every minute of the Euros so far. Oh, uh, McTomney. Okay, okay, okay. You, Ross, how do you think that went? Yeah, should I should have got Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> uh, you're right, you should have. Craig, honestly, these guys. Played at the highest level And they get They crumble <laughs> Under the pressure of it. Was that bad? I thought yeah, Graham was Alexander Was the answer to that one There's a few I Don't worry There's a few yeah. Right let's yeah. find out The damage Name the only side Ian McCall has managed twice Partick Thistle One all You both got it The higher capacity Easter Road or Pataudry Craig you'll have counted them At Pataudry It is just Pataudry Yeah by, Scored there as well Craig by, Remember that son yeah. What did you celebrate By counting the, the seats scored the winner <laughs> This man scored a winner In an international match Against Germany At Pataudry under, under what? 21 Under 21 How How it, Quarter final of Europe 
but he, I'm, I'm actually glad you two are, are, are reunited because it would be good to know Craig how many full caps would he have got if he had screwed the nut a wee bit earlier <laughs> <laughs> he'd been another present you. during my, career, my time anyway is that a fair assessment as to where it perhaps it didn't, didn't, didn't happen we, we were struggling in midfield we only had McAllister and Collins and, and Lambert we were yeah, really struggling they so. were not bad uh, <laughs> right who's the Italy manager well, he's the best dressed at the tournament isn't he just give him the award now Roberto <laughs> Mancini finally got him here listen it's about getting it right yeah but you took half the time I know, I know. Uh, But you're three out of three at this point And Ross has only got two So we're fine Three two um, Name any premiership manager in Scotland Who didn't play in Scotland You had the choice of Stephen Gerrard Ross You know you should have got that one don't you Yep um, uh, Graham yep. Alexander as Craig rightly says David Martindale And the newcomer Ange Didn't play in Scotland he, he, he would count I guess um, Name any Scotland player who's played every minute of the Euros you had the choice of loads You were both right Marshall and McTominay Hanley, Robertson, McGinn Are the others So where are we? Is, is Alex I've got five, yeah Are you still one in front? I don't know but I've got five I think it's two in front Aye, two, I think mm, Yeah, you're right You should not mean Craig I'll tie that point <laughs> However, however <laughs> I, cause I thought this was going to come back to bite you Because you finished there Because you spent half an hour on Roberto Mancini Sure Ross got one more question in Fair enough uh, Jack Gurr has signed for which Premiership side? Aberdeen it's Aberdeen I'd have got that as well uh, So Ross has pulled one back One, two, three, four And I think a five for Alex Ray Ross It breaks my heart to see the pundits win But he's done enough A five, four defeat for you Hardlines Well done Alex uh, Thanks very much Well done uh, Alex Lucky pal Good man Cheers Ross Gary Caldwell You might get the coin uh, You might play him next time So there we go How would you have fared there? Yeah, I got five Mm. Easy when the pressure's not on the way. Do you know he's? Uh, do you know what he's just said there is? Oh, that's not very good. Five, five's a decent one. Five's not bad. Five is not bad, right? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Remember, every caller who makes it through on air tonight goes into the hat for a retro Scotland top. Thanks to Greave Sports, the guys have been looking. Well, I'm not saying looking good. Nothing would make these guys look good. But when we've been down at the dry gate doing the live shows for the game, they've been looking better than than normal. Um, so yeah, if you want to get involved with that, pick up the phone. And let us know This is a, a nice explainer This right And the reason being I think it's pretty much What I was saying earlier But you're not going to trust me Are you You want to, you want to hear from someone um, And the know Well yeah I, I, Yeah fair enough right? I can't argue with that uh, Let's hear a bit from Gemma Faye right Who you'll know is Scotland's most capped footballer For, for the, the women's side I, I know what you're going to say <laughs> Alex I've, is I've just let her do it in my mantelpiece he, to do He's this, desperate uh, to bring to up the fact uh, Alex always talks about how he scored loads of goals Into JMFA when we played walking football <laughs> once This is his claim to fame Between that and the Germany under-21s game Craig. <laughs> anyway, the anyway She's now the SRU's head of women and girls rugby And you're saying where are you going with this But this is a really good explanation As to why Billy Gilmore is the only Scotland player Who's had to self-isolate Because social media is awash with all this stuff um, Just take a listen to this I think the fact that it's only Billy Gilmore that's tested positive And nobody else is considered a close contact Is testament to the medical staff Dr John McLean, I know him well and But also all the staff and players Because, I mean, we could go into this Because <laughs> it's been my life for the last 18 months But essentially there's a set of mitigations There's a set of protocols um, The test would have been more than 48 hours After the last close contact with the individuals and they followed them to the T, which means that the Public Health England determines that nobody else is a close contact. And that's really clear here, key here, sorry. It's not UEFA that decides, it's not the Scottish FA that decides, it's Public Health England that decides. It's independent of, of those two organisations. They're satisfied with all the data you would get from GPS, all the film and footage, 
of all the training sessions that I've gone, all the protocols that are in place around about dinner times at individual rooms, etc. They're satisfied that nobody's considered a close contact. And for Scotland, other than unfortunately Billy testing positive and, and hopefully recovering soon, there's nobody else that, that they lose out of this. So there we go. Very well put. Yeah. Very well yes, put indeed. Fantastic. And I, I, I See, look, honestly, that's, I pretty much said that earlier. New Lord, Gordon, honestly, Gordon, could I agree no with Gemma there? Because uh, John McLean is excellent. John McLean's an outstanding man, yeah. and, uh, probably the most capped man in Scotland. Yeah. You know, yeah. really, I'm he's trying to count, but at least three decades yeah. as a Scotland manager. And of course, he started to with the top club, Clyde FC. Ah, there we go. So there you are. started, but yes, by he the did. Day. Started with Clyde. Now, listen, I get, especially because Mason Mount and Bill Ben Chilwell are now isolating. So many people are showing pictures of Stevie Clark next to Billy Gilmore and saying, well, how can this be? Why is Stevie Clark? But as you heard Gemma Faye saying there, speaking to Sky Sports, the it's really down to Public Health England. And as far as I can gather at the moment, Ben Chilwell and Mason Mount are isolating as a precaution. They've not been identified as a close contact either, if I'm reading England's statement correctly. So um, anyway, that's not really for us to, to concern ourselves about too much. Uh, let's bring in Paul... In Crookston, what's your point tonight, Paul? Hi, Gordon. Thanks for letting me on the show tonight, and, and uh, good to hear from the rest of the team. Um, yeah, just two two points. I don't know where you want me to start, so I'll give you the team. So I was going to talk about Kevin Kevin Nisbet, sorry, uh, or Wembley. Um, just take it, you take it away. You're you're the star All of the right. show for the next <laughs> three minutes. On you go. All right. <laughs> um, we'll bring them to the Wembley one as well. Then, so I'll, I'll start with this. But I just I wanted to see what the panel thought about maybe mixing this up a wee bit, but. Um, I know all the chat's been going about Gilmore and everything, but I just had a wee feeling about maybe going for this one in the sense of um, we need to go out and attack, we need to score a goal, we haven't scored a goal in 180 minutes. Um, so I was thinking of as much as Dykes has you know, the physical presence up the top and he's won the headers and you know, I think he had a chance cleared off the line the other night, um, put, put, dropping um, him uh, might sound a bit harsh, right, but... I think Nisbet's maybe this opportunity that maybe he scores the winning goal um, and I hope what I'm thinking actually does come true would be brilliant um, but to maybe mix it up a wee bit and you know, Croatia's maybe an ancient team and I, and I heard Alec talking about it earlier and saying they're still you know you can't dismiss them I mean they were in the World Cup final two years ago um, so and they've got quality players like Modric even though he's aging but just I think maybe they won't be expecting that I think they'll be maybe expecting Dykes to be playing up front and I think maybe it slows the pace a wee bit I could be wrong here but I just want, want to know what the panel think about maybe playing this bit and mixing things up a wee bit see what your thoughts are It's the second shout for Kevin Nisbet to start yeah. over Lyndon Dykes I didn't realise Lyndon Dykes had disappointed so many people the other night I like to live and but learn I, I thought he was alright I actually don't think he's actually disappointed anyone Gordon I think he, he is going about his business he's caused problems for the opposition defences I think the key issue for everyone is scoring a goal. They feel as if Nisbet may well be more potent in front of goals, but I would be absolutely flabbergasted if Dykes and, and Adams don't take their line tomorrow night. I like Nisbet. I think he's actually emerged very well this year. He obviously scored a lot of goals in the lower divisions, did well for Hibs this year, scored in his, his debut. So, you know, I like a lot of what he's doing, Gordon. Big Gary and I and, and Craig were talking in one of the breaks about the key thing as well would be the substitutions the strategy when do you start doing that how the game's panning out when are you looking to introduce these type of guys uh, Craig was a championing young Fraser as well Ryan Fraser so there's a lot of permutations a lot of guys who can change the match but I'd be really surprised if it's not Adams and Dykes leading the line from the off Yes I think I would agree with that I, th I don't think uh, I think Nisbet's a very good goal scorer 
But I don't think he'll start with Nisbet. He'll come, well, we mm-hmm. say he'll come from nowhere, but he came from the bench yep. the other day and he scored a fine goal in the friendly game. An excellent finish, mm-hmm. one touch. Four out of five goals are one touch finishes. Now, that's what Nisbet is very good at a one touch finish. And he doesn't have to control it and take another touch and get closed down at the top level. So he's very good at that. But I think the two we've got, and we haven't scored yet, but the two that are leading the line at the moment, I think are they're just are on the brink of, on the cusp of scoring goals. And I think we can get one or two goals Craig, against Croatia. Craig, just on that discussion we were having earlier on in terms of this getting into this game, would you have subs in mind prior to is going how the game is playing out because you obviously said you sometimes you start with this team you, you play about with a team and then you get back to the original but do you have like game yeah. plans where you think you're going to introduce players yeah exactly I think most most of us when you're managing the team you've got the, the potential substitutions in your mind and uh, of course circumstances will maybe change sure. that but you say if things aren't going well I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that so Nisbet is one Mm-hmm. If it we're not looking like scoring, Nisbet's one to come from the bench. And as long as I think too often the manager doesn't give the substitute enough time. You know, you're putting the guy yeah. on with ten minutes to go and he's hardly warmed up. Another thing I look at, I, I watch every game and I look at the way the players warm up, if they're asked to warm up. Now there's a perfect example from Croatia. Kalinic was upset he wasn't picked in the original squad in the last tournament. And he was sent to warm up And then he was told to go on He refused to go on <laughs> Took the half now, now the manager to his credit Sent him home Sent him home Now he was in the half Because he wasn't starting That was pretty obvious mm. Now the attitude of substitutes The last thing you want Is a sulking substitute Body there. language yeah. So important Exactly yeah. and, and if the team scores You want to see the substitutes uh, Claiming that goal And the best country in the world For the substitutes responding And, and supporting the team is Italy mm. If you watch the Italian their togetherness is exceptional. And, and you know, the anthem, the Italian team, the substitutions, they're asked to substitute. By the way, they put, warm put up. Put the goalie on for two minutes the other night, didn't they? Correct. To... No, no problem. That would be all right. There would be no complaint from the goalkeeper mm-hmm. coming off. And I, used to, and I see the Italian, and we used to do it as well, the physio, take the pulse count after he's warmed up. And if it's not three quarters of his maximum, he's not going on. So small things like that, are, I think they're indicative of the attitude mm. that a team has towards the, each other I, towards I used the to, when players came back re- saying I'm ready to go on I yeah. said go and sprint to the corner flag and sprint back because so, then they were ready then their heart rate because if their heart rate's not up when they go on you get like you, your heart rate shoots and you're suddenly you think you're like you're knackered after a you minute you can't hit a second win <laughs> and it's, it, it needs you to get going again Gary then what Nisbet or Dykes for you? Dykes yeah you know 100% and, and I think the key to Nisbet would be James Forrest in my opinion when James Forrest comes on then I think Nisbet should come on because the different uh, ammunition that he's going to supply in terms of crosses then Nisbet's somebody that can finish from that Paul it was a good case you put up not one of them is having it you can you can, you can can bite back you can change the topic you decide right, well I'll bite back now I'm not going to criticise a previous Scotland manager here and what Craig Brown did to say but Craig said there that um, Nisbet scores goals and then he just mentioned that I've not scored a goal in 180 minutes so that's what I'm saying He I'm scores goals at, at, at club level he hasn't well he scored one goal that I've seen at international level and I'm looking at him and I think the potential scorers are the ones that are starting at the moment now obviously Steve Clark agrees with that because he doesn't start with Nisbet but mm. Nisbet is there and Nisbet will 
certainly come on, I'm sure, if we need a goal. And it only takes a second to score a goal. To start a game, you're playing for 90 minutes. So, so it's that. Yes, yeah, so you, when, so you, when you, you might you might sacrifice an all-round better yes. team performance to know that you've got a guy that takes a chance that might not come because your 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 team setup isn't as good as it was. Yeah, um, Paul, on you go. I well, just add one last thing in there, and I'll go into Wembley just to say, Mike Owen, look what he did to Argentina, and he was 18 years old. But anyway, I've gone about Wembley. I just want to get your opinion on this. Maybe it's been answered. I'm not too sure, um, but I understood that. Euro 2020 was all about you no know, switching this and making it you no know, celebrating 60 years of the competition, taking it all across Europe and everything. And I know probably COVID's curtailed some of that, but um, it's just the fact that England's been playing. They could effectively go through this whole if they get to the final. Effectively, played nearly every game at Wembley. Uh, they played three group games at Wembley. So if they win the group, they'll basically play. I think the quarterfinals. I think off the top of my head, away from home, and then they'd play the semi-final and the final at Wembley. I just think. Where's the fairness in that? And I, and I guess I know one of the answers is probably that Wembley's the biggest stadium, therefore it can hold more air capacity. But I just thought, well, what's the fuse in that? I mean, three home games, uh, uh, and I know Luka Modric had brought it up for, for Croatia mm-hmm. the first game of the season, but the first game of the campaign, sorry. Um, why could have not come up to Hamden in that game? No, what, what was the decision? Who, who makes that? Well, Craig's, Craig's nodding oh, away. So I was just going to add to that, that I totally and completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I'll add to it that not only did they get home games, when they played us, they had an extra day's rest. They played the day before us. Yep. So, you know, that an ex, in a competition, when the games are coming thick and fast, an extra day is quite critical in terms of recovery. Mm-hmm. So everything's favouring England here. Yeah, uh, To be fair, I think, Paul, you, you almost answered it. Yeah, I mean, UEFA will decide. They went, I think, one extra... So they were always scheduled to play all their group games at Wembley. Yes. Which, so straight away, that kind of underlines Paul's point. I think one of the additional ones comes after the likes of Dublin and a couple of other places couldn't fulfil their requirements right, to yeah. UEFA. So I think Wembley got given an extra game as a result of COVID, which makes it seem worse. And of course, they're hosting the final and people are now looking at it and thinking, well, maybe maybe England could get to the final and, and therefore they'll have almost played every... No, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but, but <laughs> that's where it's came from. You know, Paul saying that they could almost go all the way having... No, it's definitely having an advantage. Gordon, there's but definitely one, an advantage. But one of those games has been added, I think, as a result of... Dublin was one of the yeah. cities. Um, but why they were allowed to play all three games in the group there initially, UEFA would have to answer that one. Yeah, absolutely. There was talk about them actually moving it from Wembley uh, if they didn't increase the, the capacity it looks as if they're coming to some sort of resolution on that and it looks as if the, the semi-finals and the final will be played at Wembley now but as a bonus it's like Gaz says then Craig's saying that they get an extra day haven't haven't seen them the other night it looks as if yeah, we had the other day you know exactly. and it, listen it'll be some laugh when we win it at Wembley that's the way to look at it thank you Paul <laughs> 01419511025 we'll take more calls next taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Craig Brown is here giving us his pearls of wisdom he told us earlier he's delighted he's He's delighted to now not be shackled with the tag of the last man to take Scotland to an international tournament. Uh, he's here alongside Gary Caldwell and Alex Ray. Let's bring in Andy, who's in Royston, and see what he's got. Hi, Andy. Good evening, Gordon. How you doing? That's me in the draw now for the retro top, so I'm happy. You can hang up. Is that all you're after? I've got a question for Craig Brown. Gordon, you, you'll recall maybe a couple weeks ago with the night that the squad was being named, we had a conversation about potentially taking Lee Griffiths and having that sort of a cameo role for mm-hmm. him. There were three extra people in the squad, and we had the discussion whether or not the scenario that might appear tomorrow night, 20 minutes to go against Croatia, we need a goal we go through. 
and you put him off from the bench. It's a question to Craig Brown, because you and I could have opinions, but he's walked the walk. Craig, when you were naming the squad, would you have taken into consideration uh, taking uh, Lee Griffiths along with you, with the scenario I've just pointed out might unfold tomorrow night? Well, I've just said to the lads earlier, you know that the easiest team to pick is somebody else's team. <laughs> it's easy for me to say, yes, I would have taken Griffiths. I don't know the full details of, with regard to his fitness, but, you know, I'm a Griffiths fan in terms of his, uh, a player. Mm-hmm. He is a magnificent finisher. And if there was a chance of him being fit and the correct attitude, you would have to have him. Uh, and that's my answer to that. But, uh, you know, as I say, it's easy for me to sit back. And I would never, never, ever dispute the manager's selection because it's not my style the manager picks his team and you don't complain about it that's his job and you respect it especially the Scotland manager I've respected every Scotland manager that's picked a team and never been critical and I think uh, it's too easy you know after the game to say well I wouldn't have done this I wouldn't have done that Andy can we assume though right because I, I get that people Talk about And even people Who want Lee Griffiths picked They acknowledge it would be For that role You know Come on and get a goal But, but I assume Stevie Clark Even taking that into account Thinks that if we need a goal Kevin Nisbet's a better bet Than Lee Griffiths Oh absolutely Listen I'm not, I'm not slagging uh, Steve Clark in any sense Of the word He's uh, done a fantastic job It's just nice to hear Craig's views on that uh, No uh, Listen Hopefully Nisbet comes on And does a job it's, uh, What I think what, what Craig says I, I completely agree with him but uh, it's, it's quite easy to have those observations in hindsight. This isn't in hindsight. This is before the game tomorrow. Mm. So it's really just that. Listen, I just want in the draw. <laughs> no, no, listen, it's, it's a fair point. It's, de- it's definitely a fair point, Alex. The, yeah. And maybe I've not explained it properly. That the, kind of, the comeback to Andy there was just to explore. You know, it's not that... I'm sure Stevie Clark has taken into account that, that we might need a goal. And, actually, and this doesn't mean he's right. Andy might think he's wrong. Yeah. I might think he's wrong. You might think sure. he's wrong. But even with that knowledge That we might need someone To come off the bench He still doesn't think yeah. Lee Griffiths is the best man For the job <laughs> Yeah no listen And I understand why as well Gordon We we have just uh, Billy Gilmore With a Covid situation you, you get injuries as well We've got three strikers Of note uh, Within the squad And The problem you have is If one of them Go down injured One gets Covid Then you're left with Lee Griffiths Actually starting the game And he's hardly started Many games for Celtic And his fitness levels Weren't at the level I, and I, I think it was a sad picture the other day when you're seeing Lee Griffiths at the game watching it because if he applies himself properly at the start of the season, the likelihood is he would have partnered Edward from the off uh, because of Neil Lennon never took him to pre-season. He was always on the back foot and he never actually recovered. So it's really down to Lee Griffiths to get his cell in shape and then that way then he, he gives guys like Steve Clark a bit of a dilemma. To be fair, Gary, Andy will not be alone. There will be loads yeah. of people out there, loads and loads of people because of... What he's done in the past That think if we need a goal tomorrow That he's the man And, and he should have been there Yeah I was on the night We, we discussed the, the squad announcement And he came up And he would be my choice If I could pick a Scottish player Maybe part of Ellie McCoist uh, <laughs> To come on and get us a goal Lee Griffiths w- Would be that man to, to come on But Lee Griffiths has probably let himself down In, in, in that regard And, and, and not you know, mm. done enough to get himself in the squad. Craig, having picked squads for tournaments, how much did you look at ga- guys who had a, a body of work behind them from a season versus guys who might give you a moment? Is that is that ultimately what you're, we're debating you're, here? You're asking Gordon. You're asking a guy that didn't he take Ali McCoy's to the World Cup, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been he's slaughtered still, for he's that. Still not got all the that. I've been slaughtered for that, and I've, I, you know, I spoke to him uh, before it. I explained and. 
you know, he had a, a poor for him, a poor season, and he had an injury, and I think he played about 11 games or something, but, you know, I could justify not taking him, mm-hmm. but it was a mistake. I admit that it was undoubtedly a mistake. He should have been there, he should have been at least on the bench, and if we needed mm-hmm. a bit of, not just a goal, if we needed a bit of enthusiasm... You know, I talk about a cheer sub. You get a boo sub and a cheer sub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, just, you send. You yeah, know, Andy Oxford used to booze. send. I'm not mentioning the player. He used to send a man out to warm up, and the, the crowd would go, oh, "No, no." <laughs> you're you sitting know. in between <laughs> two of us, Alec, when you brought <laughs> him on. <laughs> it wasn't Alec, <laughs> 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 but, but no. And if you, I remember, we played Greece at Hamden, and I said to Alec, "Get warmed up." Well, immediately. Yeah. You know, the whole place lifted when he started to warm up, and you know, it's a it's a manager's dream. You couldn't you couldn't mm-hmm. script it better. He goes on and scores the only goal and we win one nothing. That's a brilliant. No, no, that's am I right, am it, I right in it? saying he didn't start the Holland or the England game no, at Euro ninety six? And then he scored against Switzerland. He came and he jumped on me and he's hugging me when he scored. And I'm and the press said to me afterwards, Why did McCoy run and hug you? I said, He didn't run to hug me. He ran to ask me why I wasn't <laughs> on from the start of the argument. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, well, that was that was that was the McCoy answer because he said, you know, uh, I didn't run to get to congratulate Brune. I just ran to slaughter him. To, to slaughter him. To say to him, by the way, I should have been on to the start the again. Now, you can always be wise after the event, and mm. the easiest team is the hindsight team. And mm. but you, Lee Griffiths is a fantastic goal scorer. There's no doubt about that. But his fitness must have been at a very very low level. Mm. Otherwise, I think he would have been there. That's a great way of putting it, Andy. And that, well, that's why Craig's here. I've never thought about it that way before. Because if we needed a goal and Lee Griffiths was standing on the touchline getting the boots checked, I think even non-Celtic fans out there would probably have a wee. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? He might come on and do this for us, wouldn't he? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, just a wee thing. I just hope they. It's great to listen to Craig. He's a fantastic manager for Scotland. But I really hope that. Uh, Steve Clark hasn't been interviewed in 15 years' time and says, on reflection, I wish I took Lee Griffiths. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point, Andy. You're in the draw for that retro Scotland top. See, that's, that's what you really came on for. 01419511025. PR says, I'm surprised no one's mentioned that we'll play three games in just over a week. Fatigue will set in for tomorrow's players that have played a lot of minutes. An issue, Craig. What tournament yes. football? Because we've not thought about that. We mentioned the guys there McGinn, uh, McTominay, where were they on my list? Hanley, Robertson All played every single minute so yes. far Others will be close to that I think it's an issue without doubt to, to freshen the team could be vital Particularly tomorrow night Because if things are not going to our satisfaction mm-hmm. From fresh legs could make a huge difference And I think, you know I like continuity of selection There's no doubt about that I think most people do If the team's doing well and it's yeah. settled Don't disturb it Let it go But uh, fatigue will definitely set in. It's a very, and that's why I said England had an extra day's rest at the beginning. You know, they, they played the game, the uh, first game of the day before us, mm-hmm. and they had an extra day. And in actual fact, it looked like it because we were overrunning them towards the end of the game. It looked the opposite. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, that that's we, true. That yep. we, now that, that just confirms that everything that's been happening in the Scottish camp, I think, mm-hmm. is excellent. And the fitness level of the players, the attitude of the players. And I always look at the substitutes <laughs> to see what their attitude's like. Yeah. And and if a camera goes there or if I'm at the game, I have a look. And how do they warm up? Do they warm up as if they want to go on mm-hmm. or do they warm up in the huff because they're no starting? Yeah. Gordon, we, sorry, just see the, the players that you mentioned, they are the ones that have actually started the game. They're all absolute machines, aren't they? <laughs> Believe me, they are all starting the game tomorrow. Yeah. 
I mean Craig We were getting on so well I then led you to an answer About Ali McCoist So I'm like right okay And then now this next one By the end of this We'll see how the friendship is <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking about You know I was going into this The last game of the group And kind of you know Needing to win it And building up to that Last fixture of tournament football Now the last time we were in this Was of course in France What what do you remember about that That kind of build up And, and knowing that it You know we, we needed something And then it not going to plan well, it didn't go to plan in terms of the result of the game. I mean, we had played 10 qualifying games and lost three goals in 10 games. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And we'd lost three goals in one game against Morocco. Now, there was a bit of ignorance connected with that because the, the press said, oh, Morocco, we should. Now, they're the African champions. have got 36 million people football mad. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is we get a technical report after the tournament, the FIFA technical report, and it gives us stats for every game. In every statistic, we were better than Morocco. Is that right? You, you should look at them. They're official. And even when Craig Burley gets sent off in 53 minutes, in the second half, we had more possession, we had more shots in goal, we had more corner kicks, and we had that throughout the match. So, you know, I'm a wee bit suspicious of stats, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But the stats that count are the goals that are scored. Now, they scored three Without goals. And, and we, we actually, in terms of, we had a very good game against Brazil. Yeah. We had a good game against Norway. But our statistics were best <laughs> It's and, hard to believe yeah. Against Morocco So I mean You've got to say And people talked about humiliation And I used to say to them, You weren't at the game If you're saying humiliated Because we were not humiliated The goals looked bad And the, and the results sounded terrible But You know You've got to be fair here And I think Sometimes you're very very lucky To get away with I think yeah. quite lucky To get away with a, a one each against Norway You know But we should not have lost 3 nothing in that last game But that was humiliation And that was You, throw, you get your throat cut That's where tournament football is so precarious Alex And we're, yeah. do you know what It's great to be living it though That's the point you, you, you take this all day long Over sitting every second summer And watching everybody else From the outside um, But you know you, you look at the Czech Republic game And I think now Especially after the England game When we're feeling a bit better I yeah. think most people can look back In Czech Republic now And admit that we actually played pretty well And we, we certainly didn't deserve To lose the game 2-0 but we did And yeah. now the hope's at an all-time high Where we're on And Stevie Clark knows this We're, we're on the tightrope between You know Success and failure Absolutely You know, we, we could win the game We go through a, a break of the ball Whatever it is goes the other way You might finish the tournament Bottom of the group and goalless Exactly yeah. And I, I guess that's what Craig's saying If You know it's fine margins Absolutely And uh, I think we I think I was in Just after the, the Czech Republic A day or two afterwards And I said I didn't think we were You know I thought we created Numerous chances We had good uh, Final third entries We just didn't look Clinical enough to me uh, I think that's one of the reasons You know uh, These guys Need to take these chances When they come along Craig will tell you When you get to that higher Level of international football You might only get that half chance And you've got to bury it And, and we've had chances Throughout the course of these two games The performance levels Are most certainly improved For me against England I thought their energy levels And that's what Craig was talking about A minute ago They have to replicate that If they can get the, the crowd behind them Like Steve Clark wants In his press conference there He gets that momentum Gordon And he gets the same performance I think they've got enough To beat Croatia But they can't afford to dip Because technically Croatia's very good Well I just felt the difference in both games We were a little bit apprehensive I didn't think we played bad Against Czech Republic But we looked a little bit apprehensive yeah. yeah it was the first game in a tour, Which is understandable Not criticising mm -hmm. any players here It's understandable I hope we have The same mindset Playing on the front foot Being aggressive And And 
you can't decide if you're winning or losing a football game. You can only decide how you perform. And the game will be decided by moments, by by fine, fine margins. And as long as we I see a team that plays in the front foot, then then we can live mm-hmm. with the moments. And sometimes you make your own luck. And, and that little bit of luck, I think, will be decided mm-hmm. if we have that positive attitude. David is in Cumbernauld. He's got a suggestion for tomorrow's midfield. And we'll hear it next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Craig Brown were just sharing stories there. Just as I put the mic up now, uh, that that could have been the final moment ever on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I don't know what they were talking about, but talking about five asides. Oh, is that what it was? Right, okay. Uh, Once again, I believe you. Um, right. Just a reminder of where we're at with Scotland We're all And by the way there's the link There's Sean Maloney We've got Agent Maloney in there We're supporting Belgium tonight Yes we want yes. Belgium to beat Finland Yes, And that means it paves the way For us to just look after our own business tomorrow So that's what you're, that's what you're, you're looking for tonight um, Let's bring in David in Cumbernauld Hi David Evening boys, how you doing? All good here David What's your take on this Billy Gilmore situation In terms of the football and, and what we do tomorrow? Uh, I think it was written in the stars to be honest with you we, put, we draw with England and I thought they actually get two points taken off us because I thought we should have won that game but that's beside the point um, the McTominay situation I think he should stay in the back line because he's a natch he's basically Ryan Jack um, but I'm a wee bit annoyed that Turnbull hasn't been in at the start because Turnbull McGregor um, McGinn and Gilmore I mean that's the really, they can win the Baker for how many situations again? I mean, that, that's the, the perfect team. So, uh, I think McGregor and Gilman, uh, hang me. Turnbull. Look at them. Got to him. Uh, should start. Uh, um, do you know what? It's fairly obvious, Gary, that the guy gets so much praise this season. He's, he was the young player of the year yeah. in Scotland. He was Celtic's player of the year. Most people acknowledge, obviously, that the standout in a, a difficult season for Celtic. Um, if you're from my part of the world and you watched David Turnbull before he went to Celtic, you, you loved what he did there. Is he a Steve Clark type of player for a game like this? That would be the question that, that keeps kind of popping into my head. No, probably not. I think the balance of the team is important. Uh, we need to win. But we also we we can't open the game up for for Croatia. I think we all agree they're an aging team, but we can't disrespect them and and we can't you know they they were a World Cup finalist only three years ago was it? Mm-hmm. So so they are a top team that you have to pick a team that first of all you know looks after their players and stops their threats and then and then grows into the game. I'm a massive Turnbull fan. I think he's had a great season. He came in probably just a little bit late to, to push for a, a, a starting place in, in this team. But he'd be a fantastic sub again. He's I'm sure he's somebody tonight. The staff sit when they sit around the table and start talking about subs and what might happen. He will be a player that if we need a goal, then he's somebody that could come in the park and, and get that. I've, I've no doubt Steve Clark will have that belief in him. Craig, is that something worth bearing in mind, especially in, well, in every era of football, but especially now, Looking at difference makers from the bench, could he? Could he? People last caller was on about Lee Griffiths. If we need someone to take a set piece or fire one from distance, could David Turnbull be the man? He could indeed. He strikes the ball brilliantly. His free kicks are very, very good. But I totally agree with what Gary said there about Turnbull. 
And I don't, I certainly don't think we need to start with him. I genuinely don't. Mm. I think put him on the bench, bring him on if necessary, and they keep the team keep the team as close as possible to the one that mm-hmm. he started against the England. Now, if that includes Turnbull, fine. But we don't need to start with him. We can uh, do the make a compromise that uh, Alec was talking about. And make a few changes Because Alex This has possibly gone A little bit unnoticed Because you don't tend to There are so many Subs in an international yeah. game that, that you don't really notice David Turnbull Didn't even make the squad For Wembley I don't know if people Realise that He wasn't on the bench He was one of the Is it yeah, two three, or three, three, three that, that was left out altogether Now of yeah. course A space is now Opened up I'm Because asked. Billy Gilmore Drops out And he is a midfielder um, But Is it I don't know I guess there is horses for courses sure. But then on the other hand Is any player likely to go from Not in the matchday squad To to, in, to the starting 11 a few days later? Gordon it's, it's, it's highly unlikely I was just looking at the permutations and, and Craig will tell you I think that Steve Clark would have looked at all these as well For me it has to be more of a sitter Because as we spoke about earlier on the show If we go with the one which would be Callum McGregor and we had a Turnbull again breaking middle to front. I feel as if we'd probably get overrun a little bit in the middle of the park. So you need that security of the two of them. Uh, potentially, you could put McGinn back there with uh, Callum McGregor, and then you could have an offensive one, slightly one forward. Whether that be a Christie, whether that be a Turnbull, uh, maybe it's an maybe an Armstrong as well who mm. likes to break from middle. Who gives you the, gives you the legs. So there's a few permutations, Gordon. But for me, the one that I prefer is McTominay coming in the middle of the park and someone like a Henry. Uh, just stepping mm. back in uh, David though you, You're saying Keep McTominay there Are you trying to keep this As close to Friday's team as possible? Uh, if that's possible yeah. I, um, I'm also Completely on the Nisbet to start Bandwagon With uh, And bear with me On this one by the way Because this is Out the box um, James Forrest And Stuart Armstrong on I, thought, each I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were Trying to keep it close To Friday's team You've just ripped Half of it up um, The pace When Stuart Armstrong His pace Sorry, sorry, what, what is he doing here, David? You're putting <laughs> Forrest is going where? Uh, on the wing, but as an impact, not to start. Sorry, as an ah, right, okay, all right, all sorry, that's fair enough, right? Okay, I, I mean, I get it, but I, David wants to keep it quite close to Friday. But we've now also we've started Armstrong and Nisbet and Turnbull. It's quite a lot. Well, as Craig said earlier on, Gordon, you try and keep it as. Uh, Less dis- uh, disruption to the team as possible Because they did so well the other day So for me it'll probably be one change at best Maybe two I agree Yeah Two <laughs> You're stuck to your guns big here, aren't you? Who, who, would you? who would you take out, Gary? Who, uh, I'd, I'd put McTominay in midfield Yeah Well, so it's two Two changes Two positional changes, yeah. yeah And you're going for the you've, one you've, What you've got to think about, you know You've got to think about them Looking after us You know we're talking about You know having a couple of Sitting midfield players You know because they're mm-hmm. Very very good offensively But I'll give you an example We played England and lost In the first leg of a playoff And I went man for man on Beckham And I put Paul Ritchie Man for man now uh, In Glasgow Now to be fair Paul Ritchie played well Beckham didn't contribute much But we lost 2 nothing. So we're going down to Wembley And I'm saying You know why am I playing A defensive player against Beckham So we put Callum Davidson mm-hmm. In the left back Now he's an attacking Positive midfield It ended up Beckham was watching him Honestly Now What I'm thinking about We're concerned about The ability of the Of the team Representing The opponents tomorrow mm-hmm. Now Quite Quite clearly We should put players on That they'll have to worry about Offensive players And yeah. that Includes I think Turnbull Could come into that category I just you know? think Controlling the game With two sitters Rather than one 
is big for us. I don't like I said. I don't think we've got that one player, and that comes off Friday, doesn't it? Because Gilmore and McGregor were so good together. Yeah, but I, I don't think you can play McGregor on his own in there. I don't even think you can play McTominay on their own in there. I don't think they're good enough uh, technically can and, and defensively. You need you need both attributes. You know, you need legs like like a Fernandinho at, at Man City has great legs, great defensive awareness, but he can receive the ball and play forward. And and he can do that on his own. He doesn't need two two sitters. But I think McTominay and McGregor are better, or or two midfielders are better uh, next to each other rather than alone. Well, you could argue that if you've got the two in front of the one sitting one, right? They've got the problem then, and these two are yes. making forward runs. Yes, yeah. Now you, you know you put the ball in their court, handle that situation. You know now, okay, we are concerned about their ability. Mm. But we've got to say to them, just as we did against England, I'm sure Stevie Clapp thought, we'll put England in the back foot here. And and, yeah. and the pressure in the first 10, 15 minutes, the tackles, fantastic. That's what was so good about Friday, Alex, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it's not like we just set up a team to, to stifle England. Yeah. And, and although we did do that, and tactically we were spot on and we, we cut off, but we actually gave them a lot to think about. Our yeah. midfield gave them something to think about rather than just... Stopping them playing Yeah but I think that comes for the control That we had of the periods of the game Because McGregor was absolutely outstanding He can step forward He's not just one that gets in plays He's not Billy McGilmer So I think if you if you have the type of players You can control the game I had no idea we were out of time Honestly it's been an absolute joy Particularly Craig Thank, thank you thank you so much It was great to hear from Craig Thanks to Gary and Alex And all your calls We're back tomorrow It's the big one <laughs> We're back until 11 o'clock tomorrow night, whatever happens, so make sure you join us. Uh, we're still ending the night on the Scotland songs. I think it's one we've played before, but it's worth playing again. Keep your suggestions coming in. Let's uh, finish with this one from the LaFontaines to get you in the mood.
When he's suffered to believe in Everybody locked up Begging for the freedom So connect the dots If you're looking for the body Bring the scars We force shit dick When we host the gas Then everybody knows I'm tired while the bass Compared to theirs Talk to the table Like you took the stairs Probably make it back Like we came with flares Those get living like Morgan is Yes I Shows the side 